Welcome to episode one of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you are a volunteer who works with teenagers and you especially love pointing them to Jesus, this podcast is for you. You have landed in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for over 30 years now, and I also love pointing teenagers to Jesus. I especially love the volunteers who work with them, and that's you. So it's super awesome that you're listening today. Hey, today I have with me Billy Crystal. Billy's one of our reps here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Billy, tell everybody about yourself. So again, yeah, my name's Billy, and uh, I have the pleasure to to work with Chris up in North Georgia, but I'm especially proud of working up at Burning Bush Baptist Church in scenic Ringgold, Georgia. I've been here for about 17 years, and God's doing some pretty neat stuff. I've been to Ringgold. It's awesome up there. I especially love the cows that are located. There are a lot of cows. There are a lot of cows. Well, hey, uh, tell everybody what we're talking about today, because they've jumped in for a particular episode. We don't want to waste a lot of time. So what are we talking about? So, you know, Chris, today's students, they they don't necessarily connect to programs. They connect with people. And the most effective way to impact students with the gospel is through significant relationships. Unfortunately, most volunteers feel disqualified. So what to, what we want to talk about today is myths about what it takes to be an effective youth ministry volunteer. I, I really love this topic, Billy, because we all know in youth ministry that sometimes it can be incredibly difficult to recruit volunteers. And I think some of the, I think what you're saying is right. Some of the times, the reason we have a hard time getting those folks is the fact that uh, some people sitting in the pew believe that they're not qualified. So I, I love this. And I also love this because if somebody's listening right now and they're feeling a little discouraged or they are considering quitting uh, for some reason, uh, maybe this could help just a little bit. So I'm, I'm excited about this. And if you're listening, hey, thank you for taking the time. The fact that you've clicked play means that you care about teenagers because you're wanting to be better at what you do. So thank you for that. And uh, let's jump into these myths. And uh, I, I love this first one because it, th- there's some irony with the fact that you and I are talking about it. What's the first one? So I get a kick out of starting us off with uh, number one, you have to be young. And that's hilarious. For those of you who know me, I am an old white haired guy uh, and I've been doing youth ministry for a long time. And unfortunately, The truth is I don't connect to students the way I did 15 or 20 years ago. But what's interesting about that is that we connect in new and sometimes even better ways, regardless of our our age. You know, kids are looking for genuine and age isn't so much a factor in that. They just want to be a part of your life, regardless of how old you are. In fact, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, jump in. No, in fact, you know, the wisdom that we have as older people is, is gold. You know, a lot of students today don't have that, that parent model that's speaking into our, into their lives. And in a lot of, in a lot of cases, we can, we can be a big part of that. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Cause if you were to ask my wife who the greatest Sunday school, you know, youth worker that she ever had, uh, she always points to this one particular lady who was a senior adult in her church who just loved teenagers. And most importantly, she just she just knew that this 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 lady loved her and she points to that, she tells that story. She's told that story for a long time. Uh, but the other thing I would say about that is statistically what we're seeing when you look at all of the stats that are out there, 
what teenagers are more interested in is the relationship side of things, the caring side of things, not, not so much the, you fit a certain mold thing. Now, let's be super clear here. We're not saying that if you're young, you're not qualified. Uh, If you're young, you're also qualified, right? But I, I suspect that in most churches, there are a lot of folks that are feeling unqualified because they're not as cool as they once were. Oh. Uh, and and some people may have been listening, thinking about, I'm starting to get a little older. Maybe it's time for me to move on and let some young blood. I hate the thought of that. Uh, yeah. 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 I hate the thought of that as well. Now, in all fairness, uh, I do have to have some younger people around me to help balance those things out. But everybody in their life has that one older person that they can think back to with fond memories. So regardless of your age, maybe you need to be that that person for someone else in their lives. I love it. And of course, we love it because you and I are both over 50 at this point. So we are over 50. <laughs> there we go. Well, hey, I got number two for us here. Another myth about what it takes to be an effective youth ministry volunteer is that you have to be a great Bible teacher. That you have to be like this amazing theologian, if you will. Uh, and while, listen, I think that it is important that you take your responsibility of teaching the Bible uh, seriously and that you prepare well, I definitely think it's a myth, the idea that we have to have everybody who's working with teenagers, they have to be perfect Bible scholars that can, you know, parse words and uh and, and understand Greek and Hebrew and all of those things. So I, I definitely think that's a myth, again, mainly because what we're seeing is I think teenagers respond better uh, to folks that have great relationships. What are your thoughts on that? Bill? You know, you, you just hit the magic words. You said Bible scholar. I, I hear that a lot. People say, well, I'm not a Bible scholar. You know, a scholar is is not someone who has learned. A scholar is someone is learning. So yes, you, you do have to be a Bible scholar. You want to be in the word on a regular basis. But I especially love the word great in this title. You know, again, students just want somebody to be genuine with them. Well, they're not great Bible teachers either. So to have an adult that's going to pour into them at whatever level, they're actually going to appreciate it and they're going to want to partner with that person and go even further. I think that's great. And, uh, you know, again, I like we're saying, it doesn't mean that we're just kind of taking a backseat in this whole this whole concept of, of teaching God's word and not trying to get better at it. But the idea that you have to be perfect at it on the front end when, you know, that that's just a myth, you know, and, uh, it's definitely a great opportunity for a lot of folks. I think I'm thinking of it like this too. If you're growing, if you're able to sit down in front of a group of students on a Sunday morning, say, if that's when you teach and say, let me share what I learned this week. Oh, that's good. Like that's rich. That's That's rich. rich because it's actually, I think more meaningful to them. Wait, you didn't already know all these things, you know, like you, 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 like that's, that's a, that's a real big win there. So what's our next one? You know, this one's fun too. Listen to this. You have to understand technology and social media and be up on youth culture. This one kind of makes me laugh. For those of you that are listening, I wish you could have seen me and Chris over the course of the last hour 
with our 50 year old <laughs> Tell everybody our secret with our 50 year old geezerness trying to figure <laughs> my microphone out because my microphone apparently doesn't work and play well because this is others. episode one i know episode one, and we're trying to figure this thing out and we're yeah. pulling the scabs off right here <laughs> man so like you know 20 years ago i was and i would imagine you were too i was the technology guy I was the guy in the church that everybody came to with their- That's because technology back then consisted of you knowing how to run a transparency through a copy machine. Oh, oh yeah. And use it a- <laughs> with with put the tape on it. Yeah. No, seriously, man. I was at I was at the church I'm serving in now when the kids the kid comes up to me one day and says, Hey man, listen, there's this new thing called Facebook. I think we should do that. And I'm like, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I, I understand. I've seen the entire progression. And you know what? Here's the fascinating thing. Kids revel in you not knowing technology. Literally what, what literally what I was thinking, Billy, is self-deprecation in this particular uh, conversation about technology is so applicable here because I, I've learned, like, especially with my kids. Uh, so I have a Snapchat but only, listen, just to be clear, I'm not friends with anybody but my kids and my wife. Uh, and we have like a little family Snapchat. But learning that has been just a beast for me because and I'm like, hey, you have to show me how to use this thing. Uh, so I definitely think us just going like, hey, I don't really know. They, they get a kick out of that fact. That they love it. With. Last night in the middle of my sermon, Siri on my Apple Watch asked me a question. Just what <laughs> In the middle of the sermon and the kids loved it. And it opened up so much dialogue after where kids were asking me questions and I was asking them questions and man, what a great way to open doors. Yeah. And listen, and, and, and I think what's important is to also understand they don't need you to, to be up on all of that stuff at an expert level in a way where you are participating and enjoying it as much as they just need you to kind of be willing to be familiar with it. Right. There's the lesson in this thing, right? That's so right. what we're not saying is, is that you need to put your, you know, you know, go live under a rock and, <laughs> and, and not be willing to acknowledge that, that this is part of the new culture that we live in and you need to be able to understand some of these things. But what it, it doesn't mean that you got to be an expert at, at, at Snapchat or TikTok or understand all of that. I, I I've even got a kick out of like, um, uh, some of the parents that are like, they, they, they're willing to jump in a video with their kids on TikTok. You know, it's not, I'm not going to be on TikTok trying to record stuff, but like if, if my kid's doing a dance or whatever, like that kind of crazy stuff. And some people just shut me down right there to done listening at this point. They're like, Nope, not doing that, which is cool. Uh, but, uh, sorry, hit my deal. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, but just, just be willing to learn, but I don't think it's a prerequisite. I can't say the word prerequisite. Absolutely not a prerequisite. Not a prerequisite, yeah. Well, hey, here's another one. Um, we're going to change the subject completely because I think some folks struggle with this and they feel like they're maybe not as good because of it. But number four would be you have to go on every youth trip and attend every youth event. Uh, listen, friends, if you're listening to this, that is not something that has to happen in order for you to be effective. Now, I want to be clear. I do believe that you need to be a person that is aware of what's going on, whatever group you are entrusted with. You need to be the best you can be involved in their life or or stay connected to them. 
you know, throughout the week in some way. And also, it's definitely going to be a win for you if you are ever able to go on a trip or attend a youth event. That's always a win, right? But some folks, they're kind of all in or not in on this, this, this issue. They're thinking, man, if I can't go to every camp and if I can't attend every Wednesday night, they're probably not going to want me. And I just don't think that's the case. Billy, you're, you, you served there up there in Ringgold, uh, working. How do you feel about this when it comes to your, your youth workers? Well, you know, I'm blessed with a lot of volunteers. It, it takes a lot of volunteers to make our ministry go. Now, in a perfect world, they would be at everything, but that's just not reality. On a typical Sunday morning, on a typical Wednesday night, you know, I may have as many as a third or more of my volunteers that aren't available to be around. That's life. And you can't expect every moment of their life. We're all busy. Uh, and I and I get that. But here's the thing. What, what we forget is that, uh, well, first of all, it takes three things to have a, a healthy uh, ministry with a student. It takes three things, relationships, relationships, and relationships. And regardless of whether you're not there every Sunday or every Wednesday, you know, when you sit down on a Tuesday evening and you spend five minutes texting students, you can do a lot in five minutes. You know, you can do a lot when your kid's got a ball game and you spend five minutes walking over to the other field and sit with a mom and and dad. Those things go just as far and maybe even further than being at every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Well, hey, let's do our final number five. What you got? So five, you have to have it all together in your Christian walk and in your home. Uh, Chris, do you have it all together in your Christian walk and home? I try not to brag, but yes, I do. Billy. <laughs> no, I could not. You know, what's funny is you and I could talk about this from a ministry standpoint, the fact that we're both in ministry, how sometimes people think, oh, well, to be a ministry, you have to have it all together and have everything perfect. It's just not the case. And and I don't think that's an expectation that I've ever had on my youth workers either. You know, I don't expect them to always be perfect and, and, uh, you know, have it all together and have perfect home situations. Now, the flip side of that is, am I hoping that they're at least making an effort to grow in their walk with Christ? Absolutely. Of course, of course we want people, but are we expecting people to like, you know, man, everything's just perfect and everything. They just always no, of course not. Matter of fact, I think uh, some of the best workers I've ever known are people that have a genuine understanding and appreciation for their need for Jesus because of the fact that they're broken, you know? So I think, uh, I think that's definitely a myth and it's definitely not a good reason to not stay involved, you know, in youth ministry. Now, again, to be clear, I'm not saying if you've got something going on in your life that is immoral and you know sure, that, and you know that it's something that has disqualified you, Yes, do it. Do the students a favor and and back out, you know. But, uh, but but the idea of of perfection, heck no. No, you know, volunteers really need to understand that pastors are incredibly lonely. We have children at home that we're we're dealing with sometimes. We have work issues. We're going through the same things that that you are. Uh, I think we mistakenly hide that. A little more than than most people. I personally try to be transparent. I want my volunteers to know what my struggles are, and I want our students to know that 
that in every aspect of life, we have to be constantly growing, constantly preparing. So regardless of your rough edges, God can use you in a mighty way in your church. Agreed. Well, hey, friends, thanks for listening today. Just a quick wrap up myths about what it takes to be effective youth, an effective youth ministry volunteer. The myths were this. You don't you don't have to be young. You don't necessarily have to be young. Being young is great. I wish I were still young, but you don't have to be great. You don't have to be necessarily a great Bible teacher. We want you to be willing to grow. We think it's important that you get better, but you don't have to be great on the beginning. You don't have to understand technology, social media, and be up on all the youth culture at an expert level. Be willing to grow and learn? Yes, but necessarily be an expert? No. Uh, Number four was you have to go on every youth trip and attend every youth event. We just keyed in on the fact that relationships are what's most important there, staying connected. And then the final one we just talked about was that you have to have it all together in your walk with Christ uh, and at home. And we talked about the fact that that's just not necessarily true. We want you to be growing, but you don't have to necessarily have it all together all the time. Hey, thanks for listening today. We want to try to keep these short going forward just because we recognize that volunteers have real jobs and we want to acknowledge that. And uh, you're maybe listening to this after you just dropped off your kid or while you're sitting at the house or while you're on your way to work. And we thank you for giving us some time. Hey, we do want to give special thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. Uh, We're especially thankful for the churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. Hey, if you need anything, if you need anything, you can find us at Georgia Baptist, uh, slash next gen. So I'm Chris Trent. And I'm Billy Crystal. And we were <laughs> I like so how you called it. You tell us for episode because you're like, like <laughs> what was <must> say? <laughs> we're keeping it real. Oh, we're giving it He's real. keeping it real. He's coming back to me. That's it. Hey, so we'll see you guys next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. See ya.